Welcome to Rhonda NP's Menopause Guide Podcast with Rhonda Jolliffe, nurse practitioner, hormone expert, and menopause mentor. Balance your menopause experience with natural solutions and regain control to live the life you love. Let's get started. Hi, this is Chris Doctor, and I'm your co-host for the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda NP. So today, Rhonda and I are going to talk about gratitude and why this concept is so important during menopause. Hey, if you are a first-time listener and maybe just found this podcast, we want to welcome you. Rhonda NP's mission is to empower you with the right information and help you figure out some of the most common and maybe not so common issues that you will experience during perimenopause and menopause. If you haven't yet, please pop over to our website, rhondanp, like nursepractitioner.com, where we have lots of things to help you out from our perimenopause assessment quiz to other podcasts with valuable information that you might be searching for right about now. Also, please make sure to check out our signature program, Menopause 101, which is part of our Menopause University Digital Learning Campus. We open enrollment for this great course just a few times a year, so depending upon when you are listening to the podcast, we may or may not be open. If we aren't, please make sure to get your name on our list so we can alert you when we are open if you are interested and want to check it out. So in this course, Rhonda teaches our students everything that you need to know about your hormones, what's going on with your body during perimenopause and menopause, and how to regain control naturally. We've taken her knowledge from 20 years of clinical practice and packaged it in such a way that it's easy to learn and at your own pace. We just opened the course in May of 2017, and we're really, really pleased with how our first students are benefiting from the information and the course Rhonda's teaching and the community that we're building. We're really stoked about it. So with that, my friend, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, so today we're talking about the role of gratitude during menopause. And our listener may be thinking, what, what the heck? What are you talking about? And, and we are going to talk today about the act of gratitude and how that really makes a difference during this time in your life. So we're going to kind of just have an easy chit chat back and forth about, we did some research into this, but Rhonda has some real life examples from a medical perspective uh, because of her clinical practice and also her some of her early days in the in the emergency room where she can speak to some things that happen with gratitude. So first I thought the best thing to do was just to kind of start with a definition that I found from actually the Harvard Medical School that was pretty interesting. It says a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives whether tangible or intangible with gratitude. People acknowledge the goodness in their lives. As a result, gratitude also helps people connect to something larger than themselves as individuals, whether to other people, nature, or a higher power. So gratitude really is a conscious effort. I look, when I read that, I'm like, you know, it, it's really about acknowledging all the good things in your life. And during menopause, when you don't feel good, you really kind of have to, you really have to reach for that one, don't you think? Absolutely. And there's actually research on being grateful, gratitude, giving thanks. 
that it makes you feel good. It releases some good feel hormones. And in that, it actually helps your other hormones as well. So it is very, very important in menopause. And the other thing that I think about at this time in our life as well is that whole hierarchy of needs, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which was from Psychology 101, in that this stage in our life, this is our self-actualization stage. And this really is where we need to pull out that grateful and thankfulness of where we are and where we've become and what we've done. It's so important in our health uh, and our health and well-being as we get older. So this really, to me, is one of my favorite topics. And it's kind of funny because people do think, well, you know, where does this grateful thing come in with menopause, you know, and how does this fit? But it fits unbelievable about this is where we're at. You know, I was at a picnic the other night and this gentleman was telling me about his, he was is going to Romania next month. And he goes every year and he has for about 20 years now. And he was telling me about what they do not have, the simple things in life that we take for granted here in America. And so it's like we Americans tend to be, and I don't know if it's human nature, or American nature, that we tend to look at the things that others have that we don't versus the things that we have that others don't. Does that make sense? It's like we tend to kind of compare about the things that, you know, we would like to have or that we don't have that others really possess. And it really comes down to things. And and as we get older, the things become less important and people become more important. So family and relationships and all of that. And so if you're in a state that you have a large family, even though they may drive you crazy from time to time, or you have a lot of friends, be so grateful that you have that. And if you don't be grateful for the one that you do have, you know, the one family member that is there for you all the time and unconditional love. And that one friend that is there, be grateful for that. So again, it's really comes down to our chemistry, our psychosocial. There's so many avenues that this whole gratefulness covers. I did some research and there's this gentleman named Dr. Robert Emmons, and he's done a lot of studies um, about gratitude. And on YouTube, he has a few videos. He has a website as well, but he looks at gratitude in two different ways. He says it's in two stages. He said the first, like you said, comes from the acknowledgement of the goodness in your own life, you know, to acknowledge, even if you are in a bad situation to stop and think about what is right, right? So acknowledge the goodness in your life. And the second piece he says is gratitude is recognizing that some of the sources of this goodness come from outside of yourself. And at this stage, the object of gratitude is other directed. You can be grateful, like you said, Rhonda, for other people, animals, the world, everything. Uh, I remember one time you said, you can be grateful for the littlest things like the taste of your toothpaste or, you know, the taste of the food you're eating or what you're drinking or the sunshine or your dogs or your, you know, your friends or whatever. It's that other directed. His studies are pretty fascinating. It's Dr. Robert Emmons. It is really about studying and really acknowledging that things are, are outside of yourself. But along those lines, just like everything, there's studies about these things from for gratitude. But I think what you have seen in your work is how it really affects medical outcomes. 
Yeah, I, I really do. And I, I have to say, being a nurse for 30 plus years now, I've um, experienced some very personal and emotional moments in people's lives uh, from my early years in ICU and ER and trauma. And then my later years, the past 20, dealing with primary in primary care clinic setting, people share with you. And so I really feel, actually, I feel grateful to be a part of people's lives. But you really realize how important giving thanks and being grateful is. And it's sometimes such simple things, which is really amazing. And, you know, I think back to ER and trauma and when you had someone come in and that their loved one just about died, obviously the gratefulness that comes out of that. But then when someone does die, how they can, how people actually find, well, they were glad that he went without pain or they were, you know, so finding the moment in when you are struggling and when you're in pain, what can I bring out of this that is that I can be grateful for? Because there is always something. And I always say that sometimes in the worst times is when the grace comes out the most. And so the grace and the gratefulness really connect. And so as far as our health goes, it really comes back to that whole positive negative thing and how that affects our cells. And when you're grateful, you act, it actually changes the chemistry in the cells of your body to become more of a positive charge, which affects your health overall. So um, expressing your thanks can really improve your overall sense of well-being. And actually, studies have shown that grateful people are more agreeable, more open, and get this, less neurotic. <laughs> so I find that people that experience tragedy, experience hard times, are going through a tough time. If they can pull out the positive and be grateful for that, their healing becomes more prominent and quicker. So if you think about that and you think about perimenopause and menopause, there's a lot of suffering going on and let's, and, mm -hmm. and you see it every day. There's physical mm -hmm. and emotionally suffering. And no matter how great your attitude is or your menopause mindset or how grateful you are. And, you know, we want to acknowledge that women are really suffering and we, we're not sugarcoating that at all. And, and, but we're saying this is a tool or a strategy that you could consider using and making it a habit or really a paradigm shift in your thinking, really every day waking up or every evening kind of considering what to be thankful for. And it really starts to make a difference. It does make a difference. And it is, women are suffering. I mean, the whole menopause experience is nothing that they've ever experienced before in their lives. And, and it, it changes you emotionally, it changes you physically, and it's, it's a major change in your life. And so, yeah, I do not downgrade it. In fact, that is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing today is to help women through this. And I can tell you for sure. And what I know for sure as, as at the whole being grateful for things helps the chemistry of your body because it releases hormones that help balance the hormones that you are now lacking. And so when you can bring positive things and being thankful and grateful will do that, 
it will help your overall well-being, your physical health and your mental health. And I've seen it over and over. So I recommend often to a lot of my patients to do a gratitude journal. And what that is, is you just take a journal and you can, in fact, go down and buy yourself the prettiest journal that you love on the shelf and pick it out and say, this is going to be my gratitude journal. Or if that's too difficult, we do have a download of a gratitude journal that we just put together that you can certainly use as well. It's very simple, but really it's, it's just a simple thing of writing down three to five things that you're grateful for, for that day. Now it might be something as simple as the sun was shining or your beautiful meal that you had at lunch or whatever, but something that you are grateful for. And the thing about writing it down, there is an actual chemistry that happens in your body as well. When you put your, when you put your hand to your pen, to your paper, and you write it down that your mind believes it more (laughs) and you're more apt to not only believe it, but live it. And the more you write down grateful things, the more you'll become grateful for. You'll find this. This is what's really, really cool about this is when you start writing things down pretty soon, it's like, oh my gosh, you're grateful for everything. And this is just a really positive thing that you can bring into your life. And so I really, really encourage you to, if you're feeling, you know, just having that pity party for yourself. And what's interesting is I tell women all the time, this is a time that you need to be into yourself. Okay. That means the self-care part. It doesn't mean you're so selfish and, and you have a pity party of how, how crummy you feel. It means the self-care part is the part you need to take care of yourself. And then the other part of that is being grateful for the outside things that you possess and have and people that you have in your life. I think the other thing that's so great in terms of being cognizant of what you're doing, you know, helping other people, the ability, the ability to volunteer, the ability to have time to do that. Now you may or may not, or maybe something you're hoping to do. The cathartic effect from volunteering is amazing. I've worked with volunteers for 25 years in nonprofit organizations, and they're some of the dang happiest people ever because they are outside of themselves and they're doing something that they're passionate about. That's something that it will take your mind probably off your suffering as well, or you're, you know, not feeling so well, but there's always something to do. Lend a hand, lend your skill. And even if you think, oh, what could I do? Believe me, nonprofits need you. So again, that's another thing to think about. And then thinking about your gratitude journal, one of the parts of that download that we have is a 30 gratitude generators. They're actually questions for you. If you're thinking, I just don't know where to start. I just don't know. Just try to answer some of those thought-provoking questions that we've put in there for you. And that will be a place you can start. The Grateful Journal, I can tell you, I've I've heard many patients over the years come back to me and say, that was one of the best things that anybody's ever told me to do. And the time when I first started recommending it, I, I didn't realize what an impact it would make on people that actually do it, but it, because it just seems so simple. Uh, but there is something to that. And about the volunteering, that's such a great point. When you're giving a piece of your skills and yourself to others to benefit others, 
there is a certain chemistry as well that happens there and it helps your whole overall well-being. That's a good point. So a couple other ideas that we thought of to get you going here with this gratitude thing is a really cute idea. And I've seen this on Pinterest and I've seen this other places is a gratitude jar. And you can, you can do it with yourself or you could do it with your family, your kids, your spouse, your partner, whatever. So throughout the year, every time there's a really a poignant moment of gratitude, you write it down on a piece of paper, you stick it in the jar and at a New Year's Eve or another special day, you empty the jar and you review the notes. And it may be even something when something happens in your family or with your friends, you can say, okay, I got one for the gratitude jar and, you know, kind of spread the practice to, to other people. But I just thought that was the cutest idea and, and really actionable. It doesn't have to be a jar. It can be whatever. But again, that's really when you look at it, when you're having a crappy day, you feel like crap. And you look at your grat you're like you look at your gratitude jar, you're like, you know what, I do have so much to be grateful for. I love that idea. The other idea, I don't know about you, but I have taught my kids to write thank you notes. And I and I know that now they more pick up the phone when when they get a gift or something from Nana. But the art of thanking, you know, when's the last time you wrote a real life thank you note? Whenever I get one, it really touches me that the person took the time, they bought the card, they wrote it out, they poured their heart into what they were writing, they stuck a dang stamp on it. How much are stamps now? Like 50 cents? I don't, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> but you know, I like to send thank you cards too, like the really pretty ones. I used to when I was more crafty, I had, I used to make my own cards. But again, that's a lost art. And I think it's different than an email. Yes, thank people with an email or a text or whatever. But I really think writing it out and mailing it is just above and beyond. And it goes two ways. You feel good doing it. And the person who gets it feels good when they get it. Absolutely. That is a lost art. That is definitely a lost art. I <clears throat> not, I'm so glad you taught your kids to do that because there are my nieces. <laughs> and so my boys, however, aren't really great at that, <laughs> but girls tend to be a little bit better. I don't know what it is about that, but it is the truth. So yeah, I just, it is a lost art and it is one thing that I, I really think be bringing back. Yeah, absolutely. So as we wrap up today, just want to remind our listener, again, this is a shorter episode, but we just felt so strongly that gratitude plays a role in menopause. Wanted to walk you through why it does and give you some tools and strategies to implement that in your own life and to take action. And just like Rhonda said, see what a difference it makes. So any last words? Yes. Rhonda? yes. My, my last words are, I am thankful for all the listeners. And I appreciate your time that taking the time to listen to our podcast, because I really, this is a piece of my self, self-actualization is really teaching and supporting women throughout the world on menopause and how they can get through it. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks listener. And we hope you have an awesome day. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Menopause Guide podcast with Rhonda N.P. You'll find the show notes and other valuable information at our website, rhondanp.com. Don't worry about this menopause thing. You've got this.